welcome back, friends. I'm glad you found me again. It's been a little while since I've done any podcasting. The podcast, uh, I, my idea for podcasting was to have a very casual conversation with my friends who knew the Lord, and I intended it to be face-to-face, and then the pandemic came upon our nation, and we thought it would be two weeks, but it's stretched on for more than a year now, almost two, and uh, they begin to relax the the requirements about masks, and many people are vaccinated now, and there seems to be a, um, a, a more relaxed attitude about the, about the pandemic now. And so I invited my friend Laura and her husband Dalton to come and have supper with us, and then we chatted around the kitchen table about the things that are interesting to me about walking with the Lord. Uh, Laura uh, was a, a cashier in the store where I worked, and uh, it didn't take me long to figure out that she loved the Lord and that her her uh, her daily walk was uh, an important thing for her. Uh, the Laura's life uh, affected mine. I was struggling at my job, and um, we both were struggling at the same company. Our company um, had a very high value on money, and while I won't say that they they did not uh, care about people, that that sounds a little hard. Uh, their primary emphasis was uh, on earning money and profits, and they would uh, they would agree that they wanted to take care of people, but uh, their priority for taking care of people, I, I would say, was maybe a one or two, where mine was a nine or ten. And so um, I, I struggled with this company, but I found comfort in a believer who had been through a difficult situation in her own life, and she shared her testimony with me at work, and it just uh, helped me make it through the day. So I wanted to share our conversation around the kitchen table with my friends Laura and Dalton. Again, I'm so glad you're here. And let's, let's join the conversation around the kitchen table now. These podcasts are, are not um, edited highly. These are, these are conversations that happen after supper, just um, like you would do in your home. Let's uh, make a cup of coffee and um, let's sit a minute. Let's talk. And, and I ask her some, some questions. Uh, some of the questions that I asked her um, were were awkward for her because they're very personal, uh, and uh, um, you can feel a little of that tension in the conversation. But I've left it here on purpose because I I really believe that uh, believers grow when they speak to others about their testimony and what the Lord is doing in their life, even though that's uh, hard for us because it makes us vulnerable. Laura was very gracious to share that with us. So let's join that conversation around the kitchen table now. Okay, Laura, glad to have you here with me. Um, Laura and Dalton are my friends. And we were talking about podcasting. That first episode that I made um, was just before the pandemic came out. And I had intended to meet with people and say, tell me about your walk with the Lord and how do you do it? Tell me some of the difficulties. And then the pandemic hit. And some people said, well, you can do it on the phone or you can do it by Skype or by Zoom. And I just didn't want to do it. So when they began to relax the mask a little bit, I said, well, now might be a good time to start calling my friends again and let's see what they know. The pitch of the podcast is that knowing the Lord is sometimes hard. It's not always easy. So, uh, Laura, you and I met uh, when we were both working for a, a very famous Fortune 500 company that um, 
their primary emphasis was making money. And that was all that they cared about. And uh, neither of us work there anymore. And we are grateful for our time with that company, but we have each moved on. But that's how you and I met. We were struggling with a Fortune 500 company that didn't place a lot of emphasis on people. But for believers, people are everything. So well, I don't know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but just tell me, I know that when you were a teenager, that you were involved in a serious accident, but you've pretty much overcome that now. Yes. Uh, I don't know that I would say completely, uh, but if someone met you the first time, they wouldn't know that you'd been in a serious accident. True. Um, lots of people that I have um, just spoken about, spoken to, and even shared my testimony with, they say, oh, I would never have guessed that you've been through that. And I just think, and sometimes I ask them, oh, do you not see my the scar on the tracheotomy scar on my neck? Um, and I, I don't know. They just, Where do you share your testimony? Um, at churches mainly. I just shared one um, at one of the agents um, at my work. Um, she goes to church in over in Newland in this area. Okay. And um, they would invite you like on a Wednesday night, a Sunday morning. A, yeah, anything. Uh, so I went on a Sunday morning this past Sunday. So. And how long would it take you to share your testimony? Just a few moments. Okay. Give me a quick one. Yeah. Give me up to speed quickly. Over yours. <laughs> All right. That sounds great. Um, well, uh, it was um, 17 years ago. I was 17. And, um, just things weren't going, um, the best with my family. And in order to, um, finish high school at the same school, I had to move in with my aunt. So that's what I did. Um, you know, when you're a teenager, friends mean everything. <laughs> so, um, and, but that's when the devil really started poking at me and saying, oh, well, look, you know, this person has this and, you know, they have all this money, their family's together, la la, everything's perfect. And, um, and look at your life, you know, it's nothing, it's in shambles and you have nothing. And so I just wasn't, I was not doing things that were good in the Lord's sight. And, um, maybe about almost a year about of it, um, the Lord finally put his foot down and said, that is enough. That is enough. <laughs> so. And um, was that the accident when he put his foot down? Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, so my friend and I, um, it was dusk. We were driving um, down rural roads um, in Charlotte. And um, we must have been talking. Um, ran a stop sign. And um, someone had came and hit us on the passenger side, which was my side, um, T-boned us. Um, thank the Lord. He had put someone there, a gentleman right behind our car who saw everything came. Um, and he, he had teenagers at the time and he checked on my friend and she said, I'm fine. Go look, you know, go look at my other friend. Um, so he saw me half in, half out of the car, eyes fixed and dilated, not breathing. And, you know, 
he, he had teenagers, so he had a heart and he had prayed over me because I wasn't breathing. And he said, Lord, if it is your will, let this, let this girl live. And as soon as he finished his prayer, I started breathing. And you kind of gained your senses back in the hospital after a long time though, right? You were in a coma a good while. Yes. They had, because of the brain swelling, um, they had to put me in a coma and I was in a coma for five, about five weeks. And when I woke up, I wasn't mentally able, I wasn't mentally there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, maybe after a little, few more weeks later, a few more weeks go by and I, you know, I'm, um, I'm consciously awake. I'm there. I, I recognize people. Um, and, um, you know, just a little, a little while more and, uh, um, a little while of recovery and, you know, I go home. But during that time, um, when I was in a coma, um, my mom, she would go to the brook, um, just to get away to pray. And Holy Spirit said, we'll toss that pebble in, in the creek. And, you know, she was saying, okay, sure. So she, she does it and she throws it. And at the time, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't awake at the time. And he said, you see how that pebble makes all those ripples. Lara is going to, she's going to cause all those ripples. She's going to affect many people's lives. He said, she will be 100% okay. And so she trusted him. And, and here you are. Yes. <laughs> so let me ask you a few questions about that. When you had your accident, would you consider yourself a believer then? I believed that some somehow I believed that I believe that there there was God, you know that that you know there was Christ, there was God. I I was raised in a family that taught that that went to church. Um, however, I thought, oh well, you know he's too busy with me, or is he really there? I'm going through all this stuff, you know, in my life. But you you came a long way from uh, a lot of people are in car wrecks and survive and go about their business or don't survive and succumb to it. But you survived, but you found the Lord in this in a deeper way. Mm. How do you think that happened? Well, it, it definitely took time. It wasn't immediate. So there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. We're just talking. I'm curious because <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people um, have bad things happen to them yeah. and it doesn't affect them like it affected you. Mm -hmm. uh, that ripple doesn't seem to, to go out of their life. It's just like, oh, that's done and I'm over and they're on their way. Yeah. Uh, but for you, it, it made a significant impact on your life. Yeah. Was there um, was there a time when you felt like you had what people would call a public profession of faith where you say, I went down to the church, I filled out a card, they made me stand up in front of people, or do you feel like it was sort of a process for you? I, I'm, I don't know what the answer is. I'm just asking. I, I feel like it was... It was a process. It was 
Um, so I was, I was struggling. Um, you know, I was, I went to college. I, I did, you know, go to college. Um, who, who has ever had a, a traumatic brain injury can say that mm-hmm. the Lord heals. Mm-hmm. And so for me, again, I was looking at everyone else. Oh, look at all my friends. They're in college. They're doing this and that, you know, doing something wondrous and great in their life. And look at all these people. And here I am set back just starting my life. And so I was just focused and concentrated on not letting people, you know, especially my professors or um, instructors, not telling them that I had gone through that um, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be considered normal. Mm -hmm. I wanted, I I wanted to be just like everyone, everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't want to be you know, singled out and say, Oh, well you, you have, you've had, you've been in this, you know, car accident, you know, you take a little more time. I didn't, I did not want that. Um, so that was my focus and concentration. But, um, when I was in college, they required a, um, internships. And so one of them was in Charlotte and my mom lived down there. And so at the time, so I went down to live with her for that summer And that's when we got together on the back porch and we started reading and we read, um, she, she started reading Romans with me and that's when the Lord just kind of opened the present, the package Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, this is me. Did it, um, did it overwhelm you or did you feel like, Oh, Oh yeah, it all makes sense now. Was it like, wow, I'm overwhelmed with all of this scripture, or did you, or did it? Uh, I find that finding the Lord for a lot of people is tricky, mm-hmm. uh, but you did. I know you found Him because uh, you helped me at work. Uh, I knew that you knew the Lord, and I knew the Lord, and I could see Him in you. So something happened between that accident and when you and I crossed paths that made the Lord real in you. Mm-hmm. What was it? His peace. His peace. Do you think it would have happened without the accident? Probably not. Okay. I was I was going down a pretty pretty self-destructive path and I can't really Well, say we that. we talk about this um, um with people a lot that chat with Mm -hmm. is that the way to destruction is easy it's wide it's broad oh it's it's not hard to miss it It, that's the way to go it's very easy but to find the the way to know the lord which is life is tricky it's hard and it's like george's gap which y'all came over it's a switch back it's straight it's a turn i can go now i can't it's almost like one step at a time um but it, it it is a process for most people I don't think the most most of us don't get an example like Paul got, where it's a blinding light and their world is radically changed. Mm-hmm. For some of us, it may be like in your case, you're in the hospital on your back, lots of time to think, and the Lord begins to call you and and you listen. Maybe it took an accident for you to listen. Um, what what is the most profound thing 
you'd say you've learned about your walk today? If, if someone said, Miss Maines, I need a quote. What's the most profound thing about being a believer? That's a hard question, isn't it? The most profound thing that we've learned by being a believer. I'm not sure I would know exactly what to say if someone asked me that. And you can tell it took Laura a little off guard, um, but she followed it up with a, a wonderful comment about the most profound thing that she learned in her life. When Laura was in the hospital, uh, the Lord told her mother that she would recover and that her life would ripple uh, and affect many other people. I am one of the people that's been involved in that ripple. Laura's a sweet Christian girl. I'm very grateful to have met her. Uh, the conversation around the kitchen table is, has been good. I, I enjoyed the, the tenderness and the, the closeness of Christian believers. So let's rejoin Laura at the kitchen table now. that his faithfulness is, is just priceless. His faithfulness gets you through anything. You and I had some dark days with our company and I knew the Lord would sustain me. But there were days when it was really difficult. Um, I, I found hope in other believers like you. So I think when, when life is very difficult is that we say the Lord's faithfulness is really there. Uh, even if we're in a tragic accident, if we're in a job we hate, if we're in a relationship we don't like, if we're in a predicament of our own choosing that we've walked into, the Lord is faithful to call us out of that. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to feel like we maybe have to claw ourselves out. But not really. Sometimes he just does that for us. Um, do you have a favorite Bible verse? I'm putting you on the yes. spot, aren't I? Oh, yes. Or I... two. You share with whatever you like. <laughs> I do. Um... Uh, let me see. Um... While you're thinking, yes. let me ask Dalton. How did you meet Laura? I met Laura at CBS, actually. Uh a friend of mine, Josh, worked there, and I would always drive by CBS on the way home from work late at night, and I'm like, well, let's just stop in and see Josh and hang out, and then <clears throat> I just met Laura there. She was like... What did what did Josh say about Laura? Mm, he helped me a lot. I mean, Josh... Cute Josh girl, you'll like man. her, you'll... Yeah, I was like, Josh, you know, asking things like he, is she single all this stuff like i'm attracted to her and she has a beautiful personality and all that and uh yes yeah, so it just over time it just kind of Where, where'd you go on your first date oh <sighs> uh, we went down i mean we wasn't like technically technically dating at the time but we went down to Asheville with josh courtney me and laura and uh 
bunch of our friends. <laughs> yeah, just, just saw some like, you know, art and stuff, just hung out and and me and Laura clipped off like pretty good, I yeah. would say. And yeah, the rest is history. Okay. Yeah. That's I awesome. Shared, I shared my testimony with you too mm -hmm. that day. Were, so were you a believer then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I uh I'd say like the like first accepting Christ. Um I can't even remember the church name, but it was a, they had an Easter play and I was in was like sixth grade, seventh grade. And, uh, it was like a real, like they were going the route of like hellfire and brimstone. Let's mm -hmm. like scare people into belief, you know, mm -hmm. and I have grown up in church and, uh, known all this, but the Lord was definitely very active in there that night. And I felt felt him knock on my heart and I, I started crying and, and asked him to save me. And, uh, there was, there were so many people that night that got saved. It was, a, it was a beautiful day. Yeah. There's a, uh, my church background is kind of that, uh, evangelical, um, altar call, uh, yeah. you know, you do two in the field, one shall be taken, one shall be left. You don't want to be the one left tonight's the night, yeah. kind of a high <laughs> pressure kind of thing. Yeah. But yes. as, I, as I've studied through the New Testament, I, I don't discount that. That's what happened to me. Um, I, I was saved uh, like that, uh, public profession of faith, baptized. Okay, you're in the family now and you begin your walk. But the Lord, when in the New Testament, uh, dealt with people over a long time. Particularly, I'm thinking about Peter. Yeah. Uh, he called him to drop his nets and he did. And then later he had to rebuke him, get behind me, Satan. So here was his follower who the Lord recognized the devil has your mind get behind me. He denied him at the cross um, three times after the resurrection. He was on the beach and the Lord came and had that conversation with him about feeding his lambs. Um, later, uh, after the Lord was taken up, Peter was struggling with uh, Gentiles, had that vision about letting down the sheep. And so I don't, if I had to say, when was Peter's event like you described? I don't know when it was. Right. I don't know when Peter said, oh, that was my salvation experience. I think for, I think it may be a little more complicated than that. Yes. We like to sew it up nice and tidy. Mm -hmm. We have an altar call, fill out the paper, stand up, all in favor, say, ah, sit down, you're saved. Mm -hmm. Let's go get another one. Yes. But I think sometimes the Lord may be working through a hospital bed or through a friend or through an art gallery. And that way that he pulls on our hearts and leads us mm -hmm. is twisting. And if you look back on it, you say, I can't really explain how that happened, but he just pulled me that way. It was just a twisting. And that's what he talks about. The way to the kingdom is narrow and not many people find it, but you have. So you got that verse for me now? Yes. All right. Yes. Tell me. Jeremiah 29, 11, and everyone, um, most everyone knows <laughs> for, I know the thoughts I think I have towards you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and to give you a hope. Amen. Good one. Good verse. Yes. My verse changes from month to month. Yeah. I'll find a verse. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And a few months later, I'm like, no, it's this one now. Yeah. And I think it's just that step-by-step -step thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I read a fellow that I really like, and he said that the Lord usually gives us enough light to see about one or two steps. That's it. Yeah. If it's in the hospital bed, you don't know if you're ever going to get out, if you'll ever go to college, 
but today I have to take my meds and then we're going to get an MRI. What happens tomorrow? Don't know. So I think for, for a lot of people, it's a step-by-step, moment-by-moment kind of thing. And the way to the kingdom is not really grandiose like it's presented at church sometimes. Come down, we have this presentation, and you're going to go to hell if you don't come down right now. And we say, oh, good, I'm glad I got my card filled out, and I can keep on kind of living like I always was. When the truth is, it's another little step this way, step this way, step this way. All right, tell me, Laura, this one's going to be a little difficult for you. Um, what are you struggling with right now? And what is the Lord telling you about it? Put you on the spot. I know. If you, <laughs> if you, if you say, I'd rather not say, I got it. But usually the things that are real to people are what you're in right now. Yeah. So something you can share with me that you're struggling with right now? Yes, definitely. Um, like we were talking about getting, you know, getting that house. You know, I just, I just think, Lord, with this Explain that situation, to me tell me the house again. Oh, quickly. Just, with, just... with, with housing prices skyrocketing and multiple offers and, you know, we're, you're a, we're you're just a us. We're, couple. Yes. We you see. want a house and the dog. First, and first home buyers. Yes. But the Lord is faithful. Yes. And we yes. know that. And so how, how do you go to work every day thinking to yourself, there's no hope of us getting a house. How do you do it? Well, I I know there is a way. There's Shouldn't a way. Shouldn't think that, yes. Yeah. Because the Lord provides for sure. But like even this is off, but at work, like work has been so stressful for me, understaffing issues and just like works to death. You know, sometimes no days off. And like it was it was getting to me a lot like I knew I wouldn't be like I was gonna have to quit I just couldn't take it anymore and um finally got a part-timer and things were getting better and he just walked out and I was just like lord like I need you to find me some help right now or I just like won't be able to take it and then that day my friend Michael Stout texted me and was like hey man I need a job like do you do you need anyone so it's just like yeah and then and then another friend you know like two days later Hey man, I need a job. It's just, it's, it's insane how it works. Uh, I, I don't think it's insane. I, I think the Lord is ordering our lives. And I, I think that we can say that was luck. Uh, that was weird how that happened. But I think believers say it wasn't luck. It wasn't weird. That was the Lord ordering my steps. Mm -hmm. He is faithful and he's taking me this way. I think the hard thing sometimes is, is, struggling laura you and i struggled in, in that job that we had where the days were just so oppressive and the supervisors were ungodly and worldly and they demanded money 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 over people it's hard to say i have to do what my boss says but people are the main thing and that's not always embraced by employers and we know it's the right thing to do so sometimes you just say, I, I know the Lord is faithful. I have to do my part. I can't chase that greed like I see my company doing. It's hard. Uh, I, I, I draw strength from other believers 
who are going through the same thing, who say, man, let me tell you what the Lord did for me. He sent me a worker. I was at my wit. I was fixing to quit. And he sent a buddy, gave me a job. And I was able to take another step. So on that little narrow way, it's a twist here. And then maybe a twist for the house, maybe a twist for a family member. I, I do I do think that the Lord um, is involved in the details of our life. And sometimes we don't think that he is. I don't want to bother him with that. I think you said uh, when I was, I don't want to bother him with all my problems. And he's got his hands full, but he doesn't. And the way to, to know him is in those details. And it's hard sometimes to, to be faithful and say, not particularly looking forward to going to work today, but I got a truck to unload. I got orders to process. I got to-do list to do. I'm going to do that and do it as under the Lord. All right. Anything else you'd like to say? If someone's Just, listening to the podcast and they say, oh, I like that little girl. I wonder if she had like a word of encouragement for me tonight. What would you say I as would, a believer? I would say just don't don't give up i would say just finish run your race continue down the path focus on the lord there are so many things that pulls up that pull that try to pull us away from him continue down the narrow path Continue focusing. Keep your focus on him. Because he's faithful. Yes. Always. How about you, Dalton? You got anything you want to add? What was the question again? Uh, just what you would say to someone that was, um, someone's listening to the podcast right now and their mind's drifting a little bit. Mm. And you're a blue collar worker like I am. And you say, let me tell you what I know about the Lord that makes my days easier. Um, I mean, you know, just, the whole like take up your cross and follow him and uh i like to play a little game sometimes like i have an app where it will just give me a random uh bible quote and like sometimes if i'm struggling with something uh i'll just i'll like pray and i'll ask the lord you know show me something i need to see and when i hit hit that random it's you know every time it's just the nail on the on the head you know it's the nail on the head just don't lose faith and uh you know sin is easy and fun and hard or living faithful is hard and narrow path is hard but mm. it's definitely worth it because it's true life it is i've been my experience for i've been a believer 50 years or more and the faithfulness that you talked about laura becomes more obvious to me as time goes by if you're a new believer you sometimes feel like this maybe this is too much for him Maybe this is, I'm asking too much or, uh, but you're not, uh, he cares and he works in our lives and he brings other believers into our lives to encourage us. And, uh, I've enjoyed visiting with you. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for my sweet friends. Thank you for loving us. And Lord, we do thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Certainly in my life, you've been faithful. I know you have in Laura and in Dalton's life too. I've, I've been, my heart's been warmed as I've listened to her testimony and Thank you for sending her into my life and in my difficult time. I pray that if there are those that are uh, listening to the podcast today, that they would know that they can trust you, that you are faithful, that you have their very best uh, in mind for them. Help them, Lord, to 
to trust you and to be faithful as they as they pursue you. Thank you, Lord, for all you do. I'm so glad you joined me today at the kitchen table with Laura and Dalton, such sweet Christian friends. I'm hoping today that you can stay on the narrow way. The Lord is faithful, as Laura's told us um, on our podcast today. I've enjoyed visiting with her. I hope that you'll find some peace and comfort in the broadcast, and I'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in today. Mm-hmm.